Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan, and today we're going to tackle the question, does the MMR vaccine cause autism? Few things have had a greater impact on human health than the development of vaccines. Sicknesses that our parents and grandparents used to fear are now almost completely unheard of. Despite these benefits, some people view vaccines with skepticism and even fear, and of all the vaccines, none is more mistrusted than the measles, mumps, and rubella, or MMR vaccine, which some people believe can cause autism. So, is there any truth to this belief? Does the MMR vaccine really cause autism? Before we get to that, though, I just want to thank Squarespace.com for sponsoring this week's episode. Squarespace has launched a brand new content management system that makes it super fast and easy to create a brand new website or blog. It's got mobile responsive designs and more than 50 new features. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase on new accounts, go to squarespace.com everyday and use offer code everyday9. Before we get to the specifics of the MMR vaccine, we should know that there are different kinds of vaccines, but they all work by taking advantage of the immune system's natural response. The immune system is relatively complex, but at its most basic, it's simply a defense mechanism. So when any foreign particle enters your body that your immune system doesn't like, it marshals two main armies of cells to deal with it. The first division of this army goes to work immediately, rapidly destroying the foreign particles in any cells already infected with them. The second division of the cells goes dormant and become what are called memory cells. These memory cells can remain in an inactive state for many years until they later encounter another foreign particle of the same type. When they do, the memory cells rapidly reactivate and respond to the intruder, acting before the infection can take hold. It's sort of like defending your home against burglars. One method would be to sit in your living room and wait for a burglar to come, and then engage him in hand-to-hand -hand combat. Another method would be to train a pack of ferocious guard dogs to recognize his scent, and then station thousands of them all around your house. While the first method might work, the second method would most likely be faster and allow you to get more sleep at night. Vaccination against a particular disease involves introducing something to the immune system that will allow the body to create these memory cells without giving you the actual illness. The vaccine can consist of a weakened virus or bacteria, a dead virus or bacteria, their component parts, or inactivated toxins that the virus or bacteria create during infection. The MMR vaccine is a combination of the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccines all administered in a single dose. The vaccine has resulted in nearly the complete eradication of these illnesses from the United States and from many other parts of the world that have similar vaccination programs. In the 1960s, there were around 500,000 reported measles cases in the United States every year. The measles vaccine was introduced in 1963, and by 1970, the number of measles cases in the U.S. had dropped to under 50 cases per year. 
However, in the past three years, the number of measles cases is on the rise again, with more cases this year than the past 15 years combined. This is particularly alarming when you consider that roughly one out of every three people who contract measles needs to be hospitalized, and one out of every 1,000 children who contract measles will die. So what's behind this sudden spike in measles cases? Has measles mutated into some kind of superbug, outsmarting our vaccines? No. The problem is that a growing number of people have decided to not give their children the MMR vaccine, based solely on the rumors and fear generated by the media coverage of one man's research from 1998. In 1998, Dr. Andrew Wakefield and his colleagues were studying a possible link between the MMR vaccine, autism, and gastrointestinal disease. The paper concluded with this statement, We did not prove an association between measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine and the syndrome described. Virological studies are underway that may help to resolve this issue. And although at a press conference following the release of this paper, Dr. Wakefield himself said only that he thought the combined dose should be replaced with individual doses until more studies could be done, the MMR vaccine has become forever fixed in the minds of many parents as one of the direct causes of autism. Since the Wakefield paper, several studies have been carried out which failed to show any link whatsoever between the MMR vaccine and autism. One particularly important study looked at the effect that a complete withdrawal from the MMR vaccine had on an entire population's occurrence of autism. Starting in 1993, Japan terminated its MMR vaccination program, using only individual shots instead of the combined MMR. The study found that there was no decline in the occurrence of autism following this change. There's plenty of controversy surrounding the original Wakefield paper, which was eventually retracted by the journal it was printed in. However, Ben Aker, author of Bad Science, points out that a large share of the blame for the widespread belief in the link between autism and MMR lies with the media, who, as we know, likes to sensationalize science. Dr. Aker points out that while several studies have since been carried out refuting Wakefield's claims, none of them have received the extensive media coverage that the original paper did. Once again, I want to tell you that this week's episode is brought to you by Squarespace.com, the fast and easy way to create a high-quality website or blog. If you've ever tried to create your own website, you know that sometimes it can be a little frustrating. Trying to get all the elements to align the way you want is a little bit like trying to wait for the stars to align in the heavens. You've got to edit your HTML and modify your CSS and fix your PHP. It can be a nightmare. Squarespace resolves this by giving you templates with drag-and-drop import tools. You can drag photos, videos, text, social media content, and preview the layout as you go. You can even import entries from your old blog into Squarespace. And these days, since there's a good chance that a lot of people will be viewing your blog from a mobile device, it's important to make sure it looks good on those devices. Luckily, the templates from Squarespace offer a great mobile experience. They can automatically resize themselves and their content to accommodate viewing, editing, and even updating on any size mobile device, iPad, iPhone, or even Android, without any extra work on your part. So try out Squarespace today for a free trial, Go to squarespace.com slash everyday and sign up for a free account. No credit card required. Just try it out and start building your own website. Then, if you decide to purchase it, use offer code everyday9 and you'll get 10% off your first purchase on new accounts. So the take-home message regarding MMR and autism is that while vaccines, like all medical treatments, certainly carry some side effects, autism is not likely one of them. The risks associated with the side effects of the MMR vaccine are extremely small, 
compared to the risks associated with contracting measles. If you liked today's episode, please become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash QDTEinstein. And as always, if you have a question that you'd like to see in a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.